Righty, good morning everyone. Welcome to this Thursday and we're continuing our series to the Psalms and this morning uh, we are looking at Psalm chapter 9 and I just want to read the first little intro part to the Psalm. I want to do things a little bit differently. David starts the Psalm in such a beautiful way. He goes on to talk about how God's going to smash his enemies and sort them out and whatever but he he starts in such a, a beautiful and kind of innocent and helpful way for us to understand what was it that sparked this worship inside of David's heart that he was able to continually stay in this relationship with God? What was bubbling out of his heart the whole time? And it's helpful for us to grow in our ability to worship because sometimes I feel like we talk about worship and we talk about praise. I want to worship God. Lord, I worship you. But what does that mean? We might as well, I think sometimes we could be saying, you know, Lord, today I porcupine you or Lord, today I, I don't know, pineapple you. It's like, what does it actually mean? Like, what is the actual meaning of that word worship? And David talks a little bit about that today in the intro to the psalm. So I'm just going to read the beginning part and then we're going to kind of have a look at a few things that he says and hopefully just make our worship bigger, make our worship more meaningful towards God. So it starts off, it says, to the choir master, according to Muthlaban, a psalm of David. Now, Muthlaban, uh, most commentators say that that was one of the popular songs of the day, you know, one of the old, one of the hits, top 40. And David wrote this psalm to one of the top 40 songs. That was what was playing on Radio Israel at the time. And so reading from verse 9, we just, or chapter 9, we just, gonna, uh, Psalm 9, we're going to read verse 1 and verse 2. That's it. And then we're going to have a look. So it says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wondrous deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, Most High. And so often the question I ask is, like I said just now, is where do I start when it comes to worship? Where do I start? Because David says this, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Now, I want to say that I love God with everything inside of me. I want to say that I love him with my whole heart. But what does that actually mean? Because I do feel like sometimes worship is almost set, a, set apart for an appointed time. You know, it's me worship when we sing or when I've got a, you know, like a CD playing or something. But how do I worship God with my whole heart? That it's not just in a moment, but that I live in this place of worship, that I'm constantly worshiping God and loving him. So David gives us three keys here in this psalm. He starts off, he says, I will recount all of your wondrous deeds. Now, one of the things that we've realized during this time of being in lockdown and all the things that are going on, a year ago, we didn't feel the same constraints, but because life was more predictable, we thought we were more in control of our lives. But the truth is we weren't. God is no less in control now than he was then. And we are no more, we are no less in control of our lives now than we were then. We were no more in control of our lives then than we are now. We've never been fully in control of anything, but we feel like we felt like we were. And what David is saying here is that it's so easy for us to look at today and to look at today as so average and compare it to other amazing days in our lives or the amazing days in other people's lives or the amazing deeds that God has done in someone else's life. He says, no, I will recount. I will remember all of your wonderful deeds, Lord, and remind myself that today is as full of the majestic works of God as any other day in history. I just got to find it and I've got to see it. That God is not a, a God of only yesterday and tomorrow but he's also a god of today and he wants to do majestic deeds today and it's very easy for us to consider the present as mundane and puff up the past in its in its amazingness and look forward to the future and it's like it's mystery and it's going to be awesome 
Instead of realizing, I want to remind myself today is as full of the majestic words of God. Someone once said this, one of the reasons we probably speak so seldom of God is because perhaps we have nothing to say. We have so little to say. And so David starts off by saying, I will remind myself of all of God's good deeds. Today I'm going to remind myself, when God does something today, I'm going to remind myself of that good thing that God has done. And so my first question to ask us is, when was the last time, not when was the last time I experienced one of God's wonderful deeds, but when was the last time I recognized one of God's wonderful deeds in my life? And that's a wonderful way to begin to stir up worship inside me as I go looking for and recognizing the wonderful deeds of God. The second thing about worshiping, giving thanks to God with our whole heart is, he says, I will be glad and exult in you. And this is interesting because he's saying now, not deeds, not stuff that God does, but who God is, right? I will actively go and find those things about God to be glad about and to celebrate in. And I've been thinking about that while I've been prepping this devotion is, what aspects to who God is do I actually celebrate? Sometimes I feel like, and honestly, I'm like a spoiled child. Until God does something for me, what, what should I be celebrating? You know, what's there to be excited about? Just because of who he is, you know? And uh, I want to find, I want to be someone who's able to look and find out more about who God is and celebrate because of who he is, not because of what he does, just because of who he is. I want to be able to celebrate that, the, 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 way, he, the way he is, the way he communicates. The, the three things I wrote down quickly, this, the aspects of who God is, his goodness. He's such a good God, such a good God. I deserve judgment. I deserved to be far from him. I deserved all of these things which were not good. And yet he was so, so good to me. That is true no matter what day I'm having, no matter if this cold front that we heard about on the, on the TV is coming, God is always good. And that's true no matter what. His greatness. He's always so far above. He's so incredible. That is worth worshiping, whether I feel like it or not, you know, and his kindness. Because it's one thing that he's good and it's one thing that he's, that he's great. But his kindness means that it's communicated to me and that he knows and that he understands. His goodness talks about how he's so perfect and incorruptible. His kindness means that he thinks about me and he knows me and that his heart is is for me and towards me. And so I will actively be glad and exult in God that this also begins to stir up a worship inside of me. And then the last one is, um, David says, I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. This is the thing. He says, God, I will sing praise to your name, Most High. And one of the reasons I think that we we can find it hard to worship God or we reduce our worship or we reduce it to a moment is because we try and reduce God to something that we understand. And we aren't able to leave him as God most high, God himself, who is the mystery. I read, I read a theologian once who said that, and it's a comment in context, but he said that the, a theology that most elevates God's mystery is probably closest to the truth. See, because we serve, and, and this is where we get it wrong, we serve a God who is completely mysterious, who can't be known unless he chooses to reveal himself, who gives us incredibly simple message. Yet somehow what we do is we mix it up and we go, well, God's the simple cliche, you know, he's angry or he's this, that or the next thing. But his message is too complicated to understand. So we give up. And so we've got this complicated message, but a simple God. And actually the truth is this incredibly mysterious, majestic God who is so far above, who's not a human being, who's not limited, who's not um, tiny, who's not caught up in our small little world, but who's so far above everything, yet 
He's communicated such, it's such an incredible, simple message to us that we can understand and go, wow, that he would choose, this incredibly majestic God would choose to come to me and speak about who he is. And so can I encourage us today just to stir up these things inside of us? How do I worship God with my whole heart? I'm gonna, today I'm going to go looking for the wonderful deeds of God. God is at, as busy today as he was in any other majestic day right throughout history. That I'll be glad and I will remind myself of the good things about who God is. He's great. He's kind. He's good. He's loving. All these amazing things. And I will not reduce him to some cliche or some um, two-dimensional human being, you know, make him into an image of what I think he is, but rather say, God, you are so high above. Every circumstance I look at, I remind myself he's above it. Everything I'm facing, he is above it. Every, even my greatest moments, he's even more amazing than that. Everything about him is absolutely incredible. And it begins to stir up this worship inside of me.